Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Round Bar Rock Podcast Christmas Edition, starring Dave Schilling, Raheem Christmas, Nerlens Noel, Joey Devine, Tree Rollins, Alfred Payton, James Wiseman, there's just one of him. Sean Keane, Rudolph Tomjanovich, he had a red nose from Kermit Washington touching him. Patreons, Daniel Hafner on the good list. Ian Spick, Santa's helper. Kyle Boudet, that one day of Christmas where you get all the rings. Musical guest. Mannheim Steamroller! And now the temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock Podcast, back with our annual Christmas episode! <laughs> ho, 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 now I have a Patreon! Um... <laughs> I did that backwards. Um, <laughs> uh, but this is an exciting episode. It's one of my favorite episodes of the year. It's our uh-huh. fourth one, I believe, where we uh, bring in Caitlin. Oh, third one. It's where we bring in Caitlin Gill. Uh, oh, no, no, no. You, you, I think you're right. I think it is our fourth one. I think it's our fourth one. You're right. It is our fourth one. Okay. Um, but either way, we bring in... Uh, expert basketball not knower Caitlin Gill and teach you, our listeners, how to talk to your family about the Christmas NBA games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, some people are like, tell your pa- how does that you talk to your parents about politics? And this is like, no, 
This is how you talk about important stuff. Yeah. This is how you get them to give you the okay to not leave your couch from 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we get to Caitlin, Sean, I would be remiss to, to not mention, uh, isn't it weird that George Hill is sneakily under 30 years old? And by uh, sneakily, I mean 34 years old. I mean that's that's some sneaky that's some sneaky age stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, it, I'm, it makes it makes it it makes a lot more sense that uh, the Indiana Pacers would have been willing to trade twenty to trade Kawhi Leonard for twenty one year old George Hill. <laughs> he was very spry in tonight's yeah. game, Joey. He was very sneaky. What? Uh, Hit some sneaky threes. <laughs> Twenty-one <laughs> sneaky points. Twenty-one just eight points oh. below his age of twenty-nine. <laughs> sneaky age. Um, God, it was getting a little dusty when I was watching him there. Uh, being thirty-three. Are we sure that's good? <laughs> um, he's definitely in. He's definitely in my. Uh, my Mount Rushmore of sneaky young players. I got number see. one, Kyle Corver. <laughs> I can't believe he's only thirty-one. <laughs> I got number two, Jason Tatum. Is he twelve? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> number three, my buddy Jacko. <laughs> number four, Vince Carter, sneakily fifty years old. Um, before we should get to Caitlin, but before we do that, just some <laughs> business off the top. Uh, it's Christmas. Um, thank you for being our listeners first off and Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy winter solstice, whatever you celebrate. Uh, -huh. uh we are celebrating because you listen to the show and help make it happen. And it blows my mind every time. Someone tells me they listen to my dumb, dumb podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Especially the good people of Senegal, um, Serbia, Ecuador, Poland, and of course the city of Portland. Um, a nation unto itself. Uh, yeah, and um, you know, I have to do the business part now, which is a weird transition, but... If you would like to give us money, you can do so at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. If you don't want to give us money, that's okay, too. Please just give us five-star reviews on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page, but you don't have to even do anything. Just the episodes go up, but apparently that helps. Uh, call us on the phone at the number... In the uh, episode description, follow us on Twitter at RoundRockPod. Email us at RoundRockPod at gmail.com. And I think that's it, right? Did I think I that's it, something? too. I did it backwards. No, um, but that was good. That was good. Um, by the way, for any of our Wiccan fans, we know that uh, Yule is imminent. But just preemptively, we'd like to wish you a happy early Candlemas, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, all right. Do you hear that, Sean? What's that? Sleigh bells. 
That means Caitlin's coming down the chimney. Oh, I put out uh, I put out uh, cookies and pale ale. No, no, no. <laughs> I guess she c- cookies and whiskey. Cookies and whiskey. Yeah. So uh, let's go see what uh, Caitlin, our magical Christmas friend, has to say. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Basketball not knower extraordinaire Caitlin Gill. Caitlin, how yes. are you today? I am exceptionally an expert at basketball. That is, I, yes. If, um, if I can shoot the moon on knowledge about basketball, I have a full zero, pretty much. I've done it. I did it. So, yeah. The also, I- if you, it, listeners, if you do hear a squeak or a bark, I recall last year, I believe, uh, whatever year we recorded in the Bay, because this tradition has gone on long enough for me to lose concept of time and space. Uh, I believe my dog has been heard squeaking in the background of this podcast in the past. So a familiar character yeah. has also returned in the form of my dog and her squeaking toys. Um, this is uh, year three. Oh, good. Excellent. It should be. That's a manageable number that I should be able to keep track of. But nope. Uh-uh. Year five? Wait. Year two? I, could, I wouldn't have known. Couldn't have you guessed. have been on the pod other times as well. Uh-huh, that helps. Okay, thank you, yeah. Sean. Yes, that does help, honestly. Thank you. But yeah, for our new listeners, just to set this up, uh, obviously, if you're a listener of this podcast, you're probably a fan of the NBA. And you're going to have to spend some time with your family on Christmas Day, even though there are five basketball games going on. So what we're trying to do is simulate how you can talk to your non-basketball family, uh, your non-basketball knowing family members into watching these games with you. Correct, Sean? That's right, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, first things first, we should ask you, Caitlin, as a non-basketball fan, Mm -hmm. are you aware of anything going on in the NBA this year so far? No. I I feel like... um... It's been a busy year, but not a year that has bled into pop culture as much as mm-hmm. in my experience, perhaps. Sure. Uh, so, yes, I, I know very little about what has occurred in the last calendar year of basketball stuff. All I was right. trying to remember who won the big thing, and I barely remember who won the, the big The Toronto thing. Raptors. That's right. That's right. And Drake was there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drake, uh-huh. got, a, yes. Drake got a championship ring, by the way. That is adorable. Some um, players they traded in February did not, but Drake got one. <laughs> That's so rude. Oh, oh, I don't like that. Um, or sweet Lithuanian, uh, Lithuanian sweetheart Jonas Valanciunas, no ring, no ring. Drake, so, yeah. Drake, yes. So heteromath sh- slash. Okay, sorry. So Sean, <laughs> let's try and catch Caitlin up on what's happened since the Toronto Raptors won a championship. Should we go ga- should we do this leading up to the games or just a general overview? I think a general overview. And then we'll work in a couple of things. So we'll avoid what's happened to the Clippers, the Lakers, the Warriors and the Raptors, but then go over everything else. Right? Well, okay. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Something weird happened this summer, Caitlin, where uh Okay. Almost every uh every team got a new star. Like a million teams no one knows who's on what team anymore. Like more oh, player fun. movement happened this summer than uh ever before, and it's uh uh-huh. kind of sent the league into a confusing flux. <laughs> Is that fun as a fan? 
It's fun while it's happening, but now that it's in season, it's kind of not that fun, right, Sean? Um, I'm not completely on board with this theory, but it there there has been a noticeable ratings decline, and uh, I think you're the first person I've heard to like formalize this, Joey. Yeah, uh, I, I I support this idea though that when you don't really know who's on what team, um. Now that is that is generally something that happens in uh, football mm-hmm. all the time. You will just regularly turn over forty percent of your roster from year to year. Uh, but in the NBA, it is it is much more disconcerting to have a lot of guys switch teams because it's not just that a lot of stars change teams, but a lot of um, reserve players kind of made lateral moves mm-hmm. where you know like. like Again, you're empowered to work for whoever you want and live wherever you want, but it seemed like an excessive number of like, you know, the eighth man on the team uh, moving like two thousand miles, and the salary difference is somewhat negligible. Again, all of these guys individually support their decisions. I want everybody to get paid, but it was just weird in the aggregate that like. You know, and it wasn't just often you'll see a bad team really just like tear things down. But there were there were like, you know, teams that had winning good records, just changing out two thirds of their players. For almost so no reason. <laughs> what? what? I mean, like is all this the- owners doing weird things or is this players being like, I want to live in Toronto or whatever? Uh, That's it's, just the last city. I wish I had picked a better city. Where does the Utah Jazz play? Is it Salt Lake? Salt, Salt Lake, yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. So let's say somebody wanted to live in Salt Lake. That's more comedically improbable. Uh, yeah, also the funniest thing is that the biggest free agent signing in Utah was a guy named uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. And I just feel like he didn't know any better. He came from Eastern Europe, he played in Indianapolis, and then he visited Salt Lake City, and he was like, this is similar. Uh, poor kid he'll figure it out Uh, Caitlin here's a funny thing about Boyan Bogdanovich that I think you'll like Uh, there are two people in the NBA one person's name is Boyan Bogdanovich and the other guy's name is Bogdan Bogdanovich nope not fair and when one of them was drafted ESPN accidentally showed the highlights of the other guy (laughs) man that that sounds yes uh huh yeah yeah, this is the in comedy the equivalent is Bo and Yang getting hired for SNL and Joel Kim Booster being mm-hmm. in all the pictures. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That is pretty great. Uh, and one plays in Sacramento and one plays in Salt Lake City. And you know what? You could probably cha- interchange the two and neither would notice. Um, poor kids. Again, poor kids. So, yeah, any other big things that happened, Sean? Um, um, this summer? There were a fair amount of player injuries. Um, oh, yeah. They changed the rules at all. They've added more replay challenges, which... No one likes. Uh, it's for nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Stopping the game and watching a replay to see. But, like, th- it seems like one of the best ways to alienate a casual fan is to take a yes. five-minute break and zap root or, uh, like, a fingertip <laughs> touching a basketball. Yeah. While the announcers just guess on both sides of it mm-hmm. the whole break yeah yeah i would say a theme of this year is actually it has been um 
uh, people nit like teams nitpicking the rules like that. Um, like the Houston Rockets, who we'll talk a little bit about later, uh, lost a game because one of their players uh, got a dunk, but the refs counted it as a miss. And so they protested to the league that they should have won the game. Interesting. Uh, and, and very, like, high school, like, I just learned Robert's rules. Yeah, everyone hates them. Uh, they really hated that. Uh, the other thing that happened with the Houston Rockets this summer that you might know is uh, their GM tweeted about standing with Hong Kong and then China and the NBA went to war briefly. That's funny. Uh, that keeps happening, right? Like, in, in the NBA, the people keep, like, dancing excitedly in the stands and then whipping off T-shirts and being like, I stand with Hong Kong. Or yes. Hong Kong. Okay. That just came to... How did basketball get woke song. about Hong Kong in particular? Well, they're not woke about Hong Kong, and that's the problem. Nobody is. Yeah, we don't talk about that much. Uh, it's the entertainment industry, and we would love everyone in China to watch everything. We so, yeah, since Yao Ming uh, came so to... So, listen to Round All Rock. <laughs> right. um, since Yao Ming came to the NBA, the NBA has spent uh, millions of billions of dollars becoming the biggest sport in China. Uh, and the Houston Rockets, because that's where Yao Ming played, were China's team. And their general manager tweeting, I stand with Hong Kong, was a, a problem financially for the league. China never. Yeah, yeah. China doesn't show Rockets games anymore. <laughs> um, they demanded that the team fire the general manager. The Chinese did. The team did not. Shockingly, uh, and it was a real, real weird start to the season because that happened about a week before the season started. Um, yeah, that'll that'll uh, <laughs> change the the tenor of things i suppose mm-hmm. um all right i think that's basically it right sean we'll get into some other things later um yeah yeah that's that's enough general overview it's more that a lot of teams it, i would say there are things that are more circusy this year than i feel like ever before like Every team now has 12 alternate jerseys. Mm-hmm. So if you're like watching a game at a bar, it is often very confusing because teams will be wearing like their other the their they will be wearing each other's primary colors occasionally. Oh, that, is, that is hilarious is, and very frustrating. <laughs> and it's it's like every team wants to be black uh have black jerseys. You mean color seems, not culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. Both, yes. except for Boston and Indiana. Um, oh, and right. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Uh, but yeah, like, like also, there's like a lot of teams who have red jerseys now, and you're like, I don't know historically when the Denver Nuggets wore yet, red like, or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so, that is very funny. Real, real Are the players stoked on that? Like, is that fun, or is that frustrating for them too? Have there been any accidental passes based on like? somebody throwing to their jersey color because that would be very funny to me i i bet it is i bet it has happened but people are just more likely to throw that pass to an actual teammate who's on the bench that happened. <laughs> because they just see the color and 
<laughs> oh, Sean, you know what we should just what we should tell Caitlin about actually before we get to the games. Uh, okay. Sean, why don't you run through for Caitlin what's happened to Dion Waiters this season? I think oh, she'll yeah, enjoy it. Well, it's not really going to be relevant for the Christmas stuff, but uh, there's a guy named Dion Waiters. He is probably my favorite type of basketball player, which is um, a guy who is just good at scoring, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, all he really cares about is personally scoring as many points as possible and to the uh, point where it's almost a detriment to his own team (laughs) because he's not really passing well he's also (laughs) also the key is like obviously that describes someone like kevin durant but Mm -hmm. i like a guy who's not as good as he thinks he is yes that is (laughs) Dion waiters' main thing famously when Dion waiters played with lebron james and kyrie irving it became like a meme where LeBron James would be doing something amazing, but in the background you'd see Dion Waiters clapping for the ball and wait, holding wait, his hand up. Like, I'm, I'm open, LeBron. Why, why are you dunking when I'm open 28 from the basket? Is this, like, how old is Dion Waiters? Is this a person that, like, because I, if I am maybe just hearing of this player... Uh, is this somebody that's been around for like 15 years and maybe uh, should have learned? Or is this like 28. a 19-year-old <laughs> who's like super hungry? Okay. He's he 28. That's adorable. He's oh. just like year, year eight in the league. Oh, for that's so seven. cute. Well, uh, wait till you hear what he's been up to this year, so Caitlin. Uh, so weirdly, the Miami Heat have this um, somewhat fanatical workout culture that they have uh, for the last few years. When a player gets to the Heat, or at the beginning of the season, um, the team makes them take a shirtless photo Mm -hmm. with the Uh idea that it motivates them. Like, no matter how good of shape you think you are when you get to the Heat, they just do, like, brutal training camps and basically force everyone to lose, like, 10 to 15 pounds. Um, Dwayne Wade, famous Miami Heat player, uh, (laughs) left the team for, like, a year and a half. And when he came back, the team president was like, well, I hope you enjoyed eating potatoes for the last 18 months because you're not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, And then they're like body shamed by these after pictures all the time Mm -hmm. that like every team staffer has on an iPad. It's like organized bullying and somewhat analogous to revenge porn almost. Anyway, That is the most Miami shit. It really is like, like, like the dark side of, hey, Miami, it's relaxing. What are you going to do? It's like you will have 3% body fat or you will be sent home. And that is the first thing that happened to Dion Waiters this year. Uh, he was sent home because his conditioning was was subpar. Now, to be fair, this also happened to another member of the Heat. So he yes. was not being singled out. Um, but I then, ask, is the oh, owner yeah. of the Heat also ripped? Uh, I, he looks weird, but he's also the owner of Carnival Cruise Lines. So mm-hmm. his weirdness is more like if a Carnival Cruise Line ship was a man, <laughs> not that it's like gigantic, but just the spirit of it, like way too tan. <laughs> Things have been kind of pulled together from other pieces and it sort of works, you know? Um, anyway, he, uh, so they, he, he was sent home from that. And while he was not there, 
he basically got passed in the playing time rotation by uh, three rookies, basically, mm-hmm. and like undrafted guys, guys who are clearly much hungrier and yet less hungry physically, uh, <laughs> but are but like have like nine pack abs now. Um, then he had uh, what was first described as a seizure. Seems like it was most likely a panic attack um, on a team flight from. Phoenix to Los Angeles, so mm-hmm. not the longest flight, Caitlin. Uh, and and the 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 story. No, you think you were lead to get out of Phoenix, right? No right. offense, Phoenix listeners well, or Suns fans, but I'd like to think that you understand. Well, wait so till he, you hear why, Caitlin. He he overdosed on uh, weed gummies. Okay, I did hear a little something about that, which I I will admit, as a connoisseur of weed in general and gummies as well, I yeah, okay, that can happen. Wheeled off on it, wheeled off the team plane on a stretcher, though. Stretcher. Yeah, <laughs> and and again, again, they're not even on Southwest. This is a team plane. It's a chart. private plane. So. Probably he's on the plane for 35 minutes at that point. What do you think, what do you think that flight time was? 40? Uh, if it hits at the wrong time, it doesn't matter where you are. Yeah. You just want to be in bed. So I do get the stretcher part. Yeah. Um, do you, is that This team does seem to have a culture of shaming. Was he being shamed? Was it like, uh, lay down, you weenie? It, if you're, you're crying and frothing on the mouth on the team plane, you're not walking yeah. out of here. So he he definitely got shamed, and they suspended him for ten games. You want one? Why though? Because apparently he wouldn't tell them who gave him the gummy. Give up his source. <laughs> Hell yeah! You know I keep going up and down with this guy, but it, yeah, having the panic attack. I already had him. I, I was in his corner, learning it's from weed gummies. Yeah, dude, I'm with you. And he doesn't reveal his source. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in with this guy. Yeah, I'm no a fan. snitching. Uh, also, it was it was clearly a long-haired white guy named Kelly who went to Gonzaga University. Yeah, who like it's from Vancouver. That's it's who, definitely that's who, who gave right. him the gummies. Yeah. Uh, okay, I like it less that it's a white guy who got away with it and was not suspended. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we don't we don't know we don't know. No one was. We just that's just, just our personal like a drug dealer. Yeah. Um, and then, so that that suspension cost him any possibility of getting uh, his contract bonus based on playing time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, he has not played a single game this year, and he he has been resuspended because uh, he called in sick. He called out sick to I think a practice, a practice, or a team yeah, meeting, uh, and then. Instagrammed later, himself Instagram on a boat. A photo of himself on a boat. Yeah. Oh, that's a mistake. So that is a that's a that is a whoopsie right there. So he got suspended again for that. Yeah, for six yeah. more games. Uh, he yeah. has a full year remaining on his contract that is going to pay him like twelve million dollars next year. And he and his team hate each other so much right now. So uh, basically, I want him to come to the Warriors next year. I feel like <laughs> he has a very where he would be understood. Yeah, he can get a little. He can get a little big. In the Bay Area, come on, man, just wear wear a hoodie. Burritos, no problem. Yeah. We all understand. It's it's part of the culture, man. Mm. That is very. I uh, wish him all the best wherever he winds up spending that twelve million dollars that isn't Miami. Yeah. 
All so right. he's not playing, right? He no, will play no. the Christmas games? Okay. Uh, he may not play the rest of the year. He's a, His team is not playing on Christmas either, though. Oh, so. uh, okay. All right. Uh, How were Christmas yeah. games selected? That's done like a long time ago based in, on hype, right? That's yeah, not, and like, they the kind of... The season doesn't kind of shake out to like decide who's going to play well, on Christmas. Well, and I think what you're going to learn when we go through these games is uh, they picked these games a long time ago when they seemed like good games on paper, and now some of them are not good games. Oh, I yeah. love that. But for example, <laughs> four years in a row, the Warriors were just mashed up with LeBron's team on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And then they would play in the NBA Finals as well. So it yeah. was like, yeah, just a bonus so TV game. We'll, um, let's start with the games. Let's Our go. first game, uh-huh. uh, 9 a.m. Christmas morning. The Boston Celtics versus the Toronto Raptors. Oh, let's get the white basketball done early. Let's get the, no offense to the Raptors. It's just a Canada thing. The Uh, Raptors are very non-white, actually. That Um, doesn't surprise me. It's just the Canada of it. Right. Uh, And no Canada is a diverse nation who's probably doing in many ways better than we are. Uh, It's just amusing to me. Like, that doesn't hold the same, like... Detroit and Los Angeles is our cities that I associate with fun basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I apologize, but Toronto didn't fire up to the top of the list, which is perhaps why they should enjoy that title so much. I'm wrong. They're right. They currently have that cup thing, whatever it is. The trophy cup? It's a trophy. It's, it's a, trophy. a trophy. It's a Larry O'Brien trophy, which definitely sounds like something you should get for bowling. Yes. I, yes. Like, or beer making, maybe. Um <laughs> So this this is notable because the Raptors have often been a very good team, but rarely play on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And part of that is because Canadian Christmas was actually like three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, uh, their Boxing Day yeah. folk or whatever. Yeah, they're busy mm-hmm. the day after. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, and I think this game would have gotten. It's still like a little insulting that they the game starts at noon local time on Christmas, uh, <laughs> but. It's just it's sort of more an accident of time zones than anything else. Like to fit five games in, they have to start a game at noon Eastern, and you know, sure, sure, sure. Um, so a couple of things to run through with these teams. So the Raptors are your defending champions, mm-hmm. but uh, their best player on that championship team, Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. uh, left. Oops. Um, he was only there for one year and then oh. uh, dipped on the poor people of Canada. But and he went ev- to Los Angeles, just like well, thirty-eight we're... comedians. We know. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, it's a little bit. What Kawhi Leonard did was a little bit like Amy Miller moving to Portland, winning Portland's funniest person, and then moving to Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> brilliant. Really, it's a brilliant move. I admire it. <laughs> Admire it deeply. Just uh, gave those poor losers a year of joy. <laughs> um, what more could they ask for, honestly? Uh, but yeah, so, but the fun thing about the Raptors is it's like a bonus year and they're still playing really well and they're really fun. Uh, oh, that's good. A couple of things about them their best player is this man named Pascal Siakam. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who. Is from Africa, but went to New Mexico State, was drafted really low, was not supposed to be good, 
spent two years in the NBA where he was just sort of good and now is like one of the like 20 best players in the NBA. So he's a real, uh, he's a real like, um, come, he's not supposed to be this good, if that makes sense. I like that. Uh, yeah. Yes. And he, probably fun to watch. Yes. He was the like most, a, yeah. I've well, made fun of the Raptors for no good reason, but it is, uh, I, I'm sure if you were a fan of the team, very exciting to get the series. And then, oh, look, you have this player that people maybe kind of counted out. Mm-hmm. And he's proving, yeah. how, how cute, he's proving himself. There uh, are exactly two players from Cameroon in the entire NBA, and he is one of them. Oh, nice. Um, Cameroon! The, and that's just a crossover for your RuPaul fans. Uh, (laughs) another fun thing about the Raptors is their, uh, general manager is named Masai Ujiri, also from West Africa. He's in charge of the team. He's like, uh, kind of a, he's, he's like kind of a genius who rips off other teams all the time in trades and stuff. Uh, and also when the, when the Raptors want, he's, of course, he's a black man, uh, and he was assaulted by an uh, Alameda County sheriff um, while trying to get on court to win the championship in the uh, Oracle Arena last year. Uh, that sounds right. Yep. That tracks. Uh-huh. Um, real lame. Uh, fuck, fuck that cop. Fuck most cops. Uh, but the Raptors <laughs> are cool. We like them, especially when they're playing... Your dreaded Boston Celtics, Sean. Uh, are they dreaded? Do you want to, Sean, explain the Boston Celtics a little bit to Caitlin? So the Boston Celtics uh, are traditionally one of the NBA's best franchises. They've won the most titles of anyone. Granted, many of those were when the league had seven to nine teams mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> instead of 30. But you know what? You keep your legendary, look, they won a lot of, basketball games behind players who dribbled with only one hand and like were, were masters of the set shot. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and then they had a, they had a resurgence. Basketball for a different time when your uncle could get a job without a college degree. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes okay, exactly. And then I feel like it was cemented in the eighties where they had the legitimately wonderful Larry Bird playing for that team, but also, um, started three white players in like 1985. And so they were sort of uh, thrown into contrast with uh, the Los Angeles Lakers who basically just had uh, a few white guys who came off the bench and wore goggles and were (laughs) respected appropriately for their sort of like oafish energy bullying skill sets. But the rest of the team was like, no, Magic Johnson's just going to throw a half court pass to James Worthy, who's going to throw a behind-the-back pass to a guy for a dunk. Mm-hmm. Like, dunking is not a very Boston thing. Like, shooting, like, a technically sound 12-foot jump shot mm-hmm. is, like, that's Boston <laughs> basketball. So, um... And then, and then one of their legendary white players has been running the team for, like, 15 wow. years. They did win a championship wow. in this era, but, uh... And he's, like, known for... Uh, one of the NBA's great Mormon basketball players. Uh, <laughs> he ruined his son's congressional campaign by the Celtics signing away uh, the best player in Utah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a rough dad. And uh, he he apparently has like, 
black card status at Chipotle. He has a Chipotle it, black card. He eats it either yeah. Chipotle or uh, uh, Panera, Panera bread. bread every day. Yeah. That uh, is Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the Celtics also have the most, um, I would say, cult of personality associated with their head coach of anyone in the that's NBA. That's what I was going to ask you to explain next. Uh, their coach, I would describe him as uh, the NBA's Pete Buttigieg. Oh, well, okay. Looks just like Mayor Pete. Yeah. And they're both, they both, um, you know, Mayor Pete was the mayor of South Bend. Brad Stevens took a small college in Indianapolis to the college final two years in a row. Uh, was a coach at Butler, which, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a white-sounding name. Um, and in fact, the guy they... Yeah, they if your school Danny is named Dan- after a servant you call for in your mansion. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, then they, and then his best player from college left the Utah Jazz to sign with Boston. Which, you're never going to believe this, is a white man named yeah. Gordon yeah. Hayward. <laughs> a white man named Gordon. He's really into gaming. Uh, his wife is Sorry. definitely MAGA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Gordon. Gordon. Um, I just watched Adam's Family, and I'm pretty sure that's Fester's name. But <laughs> uh, he's not Fester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got a lot of that going right now. Yeah. Um, but... But going to play with your college coach in the NBA feels like, um, like having your father as your best as the best man at your wedding. Where it's like it's kind of sweet, but it's also like, do you do you not know anyone? Uh, <laughs> like, did you make any friends since? No. Uh, uh, some other interesting players on the Celtics, I would say. Uh, their center is a giant Turkish man uh, na- named Ennis Cantor, who uh, is the most uncool person in the world, but also uh, did something incredibly brave. Uh, he spoke out against Erdogan and is not allowed in Turkey anymore because they will arrest him and murder him. Whoa, How- shit, dude. However, it also <laughs> seems like he's about to get me too because of oh. his like, shady behavior, right? I don't know about that. He's friends Plus, with the Clintons. Couple, there were a couple tweets going around that were like, we see you, Ennis Cantor, and you're, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, he's not cool, but the Erdogan thing is cool, if that makes uh, sense. Yeah, you know, Donald Trump might. going to be good ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he actually, I think, will not play in this game because I don't think he can travel to Canada. Yeah, because of the Turkey stuff. He's not allowed they, to travel internationally. They uh they like <laughs> renounced his passport when they knew he was uh had like a layover in England. Oh and shit. Then he had like a terminal situation for a day. Uh, yeah. He had no well, citizenship George, George at all. Flown in. <laughs> yeah. Um, other cool Celtics, there are, that's, here's the weird thing about the Celtics. Uh, they have a couple cool players, which is rare. Uh, there's this guy named Marcus Smart, who I think you would really like, Caitlin. Can I call him Smarcus? They call him Smarf, actually. Yeah. Ah, that's so much better! Um, He has, like, a I know that you, I know that you kind of, and you, you do enjoy, uh, UFC, Bouts, Caitlin. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's happening. This, uh-huh. this guy has a definite UFC yeah. mentality. He kind of plays basketball like it's a fight. He'll, okay. he'll like go 
guard any size guy. Yeah, he's only 6'3", but he'll guard centers. Just, I feel like you yeah. can tell what kids grew up with their dads watching movies about sports from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another like, if cool... you watch Bad News Bears, what's the hockey one where the guys fight and there's the twins? Uh, uh, slap. Slapshot. Slapshot, thank you. Yes, yeah, if your dad sat you down for that at the right age, then that's exactly how you would play. Yeah. Uh, another cool thing about Marcus Smart, when he was in college, he was playing against the University of Texas and this real uh, Buddy Garrity asshole uh, <laughs> said something racist to him and he ran into the stands at and screamed at him and tried to fight him for like, I like that 10 straight minutes. <laughs> I've like, I have really come around on this guy who I didn't like just because he was a Celtic and now I've, I have taken him into my heart and now I, <laughs> I re- enjoy him just like diving disregard for his body diving for loose balls but not in a show-offy way if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and he's very frustrating for players to play against which is again it's like him playing defense on a superstar has like the same vibe as charles groden on letterman (laughs) that makes sense where it's like, I'm just going to make this very difficult for you. <laughs> We're all going to enjoy looking at it. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, another interesting player you might like on the Celtics, they have a man named Taco Fall. They do. Who, do who they? is the tallest player in the NBA. Um, the tallest player is named Taco. Yeah, T-A-C-K-O. He's a rookie. He's just been brought on the Oh, okay, so it's like a cool name from somewhere, and I'm being a dickhead. Got it, got it, got it. I feel like you get one pass for that where you're like, Taco, and then it's like, oh, I'm just white and from the States. My bad. I don't think it's a common name, even. It's just, it's an amazing combination of words, and... I would also highly recommend you can look up a there's a speeded up video mm-hmm. where he basically explains how he has to eat like 6,500 calories a day, uh, seven, six and trying to gain weight. Oh, and, yeah, I get that. Doc. Uh, I feel you. That's man. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Taco Fall is seven, six uh, okay. and his wingspan is eight, four. Oh, that is too much. Uh, he was definitely the greatest player to so watch in summer league. Touching his heels all the time? Like, how do you exist with all yeah. those <laughs> Or are I mean, his shoulders like three and a half feet wide? Uh, that I mean, sounds yeah, right yeah. to me, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's really, he looks crazy up close. Uh <laughs> Also, he sometimes blocks shots without jumping, which is so tight. Mm-hmm. Like, like that he'll just stretch his arm out and block a shot. Oh, so Great. cool. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, does not play. Yeah. We hate the Celtics and we're rooting for the Raptors, but we do like players on the Celtics for once. Also, um, okay. Jalen Brown on the Celtics said that, uh, essentially said that he was a voluntary celibate. Yeah, he's a like, like vo- the, he's an the incel. Sexual <laughs> desires make them weak. Uh, oh, he's doing that Alexander the Great. He, yeah. He watched Watchmen, huh? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has a he has a really big cabinet in his house that you should not you should not move the the portrait of Robert Parrish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's talk about one of the better games. Uh uh, the Bucks versus. My tiny dog is really excited yeah. to talk about the Bucks. All right, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Philadelphia 76ers are playing okay. at 11:30 a.m. 
Oh, the one thing I should say about the 9 a.m. game is uh, we should be happy that the Raptors are on because traditionally that is the game where the Knicks have to play. Oh, and it's they're always awful. But it has to be like a major media market where people would actually come to the game at noon. Yeah. So it's like you're in Boston, you're in New York, or you're in uh, – I mean, Toronto has like rabid fans too. Yeah. Who would come out in the snow? Uh huh. Um, yeah. All right, but Bucks Sixers. This also, is... that's a very California thing to say, and everyone who listens in any other part of the nation or world is like, "Yeah, you go out in the snow weekly." Like, <laughs> I think it, yeah, I think it's really cold in Toronto right now. However, well, credit uh, to their loyal fans, uh, man. Yeah, uh, that is a kind of loyalty because, like, it, I feel like going to a Christmas game. It's like a, we're doing it. Look at us. We're it's our Christmas tradition. We go to a game. We love it. Whereas in Toronto, it's like Christmas doesn't. It's not a tradition. It's just the twenty fifth of December <laughs> that you're trekking out in the cold to be at an incredibly crowded game. So yeah. yes, hats off to those fans. Um, Sorry, right. you were the Bucks. The Bucks, Bucks and the Sixers. Uh, we've explained the Bucks to you previously and the Sixers, I think. But there's always more. We can always do it again. So yeah, what's new? Uh, these are probably the best teams in the East. Well, the Sixers are not. The Sixers <laughs> should be the one of the better teams in the East, but they're kind of falling off a little. They've gotten weird. Um, but That's let's fun. talk Bucks first. Sean, what's the most important thing we have to say about the Bucks to Caitlin? Uh, well, uh, we should explain two. There are two important things about the Bucks. Um. You know they're very, they're very good. They're like twenty four and four right now. Um, they won eighteen games in a row. Eighteen games but, in a row, yeah. And it is it is all. What's based a crazy around... win streak? Is that like a crazy twenty? That's, that's a crazy twenty six. I think is the most ever. I think that's right. It eighteen might... is a lot. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, that's a lot of games. That's um, you know, more than that's almost twenty five percent of the season. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, a really good good basketball team will win, like, 60 games out of 82. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's like, and, you know, they they won a third of that in a row. So, yeah. Um, But it's all centered around uh, wonderful uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He is the reigning most valuable player. Um, He's from Greece. He's very big. Yeah, he's from Greece. Uh, his nickname uh, is the Greek Freak. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. He, last summer, he in, in summer of 2018, he spent a lot of time sampling uh, traditional American foods, mm-hmm. like funnel cakes and Funyuns. And did he have Kool-Aid, I think? Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he definitely went to a Minnesota State Fair, too, and was yeah. eating, like, okay. corn Pork dogs and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Red yeah. butter on a stick. Twinkie and on he, stick. Got it. I believe he was hashtagging things, what will the freak eat next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there's also a very funny video of him showing off the present his girlfriend got him for Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a bell that says blowjob bell, and he keeps ringing it and going, I'm a freak in the sheets, too, and giggling <laughs> while his girlfriend is like, stop it! No! <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> um, he's like uh, the sweetest boy in the world off court, but then on court becomes like a. He's like Shaq. Just he, an but he's like Shaq, court. but skinny and fast and can dribble. He's like if you mixed Shaq with LeBron, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and and like very cute. Too. Yeah. So the amateur theory theory I have about sports is that the people who are good at it or are exceptionally smart or are exceptionally dumb. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's players in the middle, but there's this weird powerful skill set that comes with being either one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is he one of those just incredibly talented in part because he's dumb? And I'm using dumb not as a pejorative in this sense. It's yeah. oddly a skill set. Like, he's not making this complicated. He is not overthinking the game. He has a blowjob bell, and he throws uh, good. I mean, I think I think he is able to simplify things a lot. It's hard to tell because there's clearly a big cultural barrier. Like, mm-hmm. he grew up. Uh, like desperately poor. Yeah, he sure, was but... like uh, when they talk about his uh upbringing, it sounds like he was like Aladdin in Greece, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> where he's yeah, like yeah. constantly selling stuff in street markets <laughs> with his three brothers who uh-huh. are also Four. all all have wingspans that are like 10 feet long and the uh, like biggest hands anyone's ever seen. Very <laughs> handy well, in the market, are, I'm sure. It's like Costas and Thanasis yeah. are their names. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which sounds like something you learned about in third grade about Greek history and then promptly forgot. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Like, well, the God of Flames and then... Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> the most important pair for us, though, Sean... Uh-huh. To talk about on the Bucks is uh, we've got to bring up the Lopez twins, correct? Uh-huh. It's it's rare <laughs> that a team has brothers on it. Although this year there's two teams that have done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... I recall me being, getting very excited about twins not being on the same team. That was Markeith and Marcus last year, yes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and they were playing each other on Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> right. The, the, Bucks, the Bucks had one twin... Brooke Lopez and added his brother Robin Lopez, who are very compl. They're like they're not identical, and I feel mm. like they're a very complementary set of twins because, In fact, like, yes, that is the the weirdest thing about the Lopezes is they're twins, fraternal, uh, uh-huh. but one of them is amazing at offense and the other is amazing at defense. So it's like growing up together. Their skills adapted alongside each other to complement each other. If yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense, yeah. Sort yeah. of what you'd hope if you're going to be basketball twins. Yeah. Well, that like one I... of you, you share a skill set that's complementary. You're not good at exactly the same thing, right? I've heard that it's pretty common for fraternal twins to have one be right-handed and one be left-handed, and Whoa. it has to do with like a top twin and a bottom twin in the womb. Mm. I believe it. And I believe if you're an identical twin, like the genetics of it overwhelm everything else, and you just do everything the same. But uh, um, also, one Brooke Brooke has short hair. Robin has compared himself to Sideshow Bob. Robin literally has Sideshow Bob hair, and his rookie year, when he got to do his first interview on television, 
They said, Robin, you had a great game. What are you going to do next? And he went, I'm going to kill Bart Simpson. And then walked off the screen. Oh, that makes me so happy. (laughs) What a delight. You know, that's something. Oh, man. The time that I I just appreciate commitment to a bit. Like, Mm -hmm. the time that went into that, a lifetime you spend trying to get your first game in the NBA and your first televised interview. Like, what a milestone. What an accomplishment. And this dude from his childhood has been plotting like all oh, shit when i get it my hair gonna be huge and i'm gonna say i'm gonna kill bart simpson that is i love him well love him. okay yeah, so the lopez twins had been on the air for like 15 years yeah sure <laughs> um also the lopez twins we should describe them they're both seven feet tall Oh, uh, they both have crazy deep they voices. Both have crazy voices. Now, yeah. the most important thing about them, though, are they faking it? No, <laughs> no, no, no. They just, they just, they're just like to the bone weirdos. Uh, um, they're from Modesto. We should also uh-huh. mention that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does help clarify, uh, to be honest. Most important. Uh, yeah, they went to Stanford, but most uh-huh. importantly. They are freaks about Disneyland. Oh, uh, there, no. there are photos of them. House, yeah, it, Brooke has a house that's like on Disney World property in Orlando. Yeah. Wild. Uh, there are pictures of them last year dr- at Disneyland dressed in matching Tron costumes. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, at Disneyland last year... They did a, a photo op with Chewbacca where okay. they gave him a medal because he doesn't get one at the end of the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> uh, and so they're they, writing wrong. Got it. They, they also have real have sense pet, of justice. Yeah, they have pet cats that feud with each other. Yeah, they yes. used to, when they both lived in New York, they tried to live together, but their cats didn't get along, so one had to move out. <laughs> so they are a lesbian couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And currently, Robin has a dog that literally looks like a stuffed animal. Uh, nice. It, its name is Muppet. Mm-hmm. It's it's an incredible looking dog. Um, Robin also famously two years ago on Halloween went as Elliot from E.T. and rode a bike into the arena yes, with an E.T. Okay. in his basket. They're very weird. They're the weirdest people. <laughs> I like it. Um. All right, let's and talk. It's eccentric, like eccentrics. Yeah, it's sport. I mean, yeah, I, I dig it. All right, so let's talk Sixers now, Sean. Uh, this is almost so. If the Bucks are a team of benevolent weirdos, uh, this is almost the polar opposite, uh, personality-wise. I would say, right, Sean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Sixers. Their biggest star is a seven-foot man named Joel Embiid, who uh, okay. is the NBA's uh, biggest online troll. I would say uh, um, uh, he is the he is the second player in the NBA who is also from Cameroon. Yeah, <laughs> weird. <laughs> uh, he was like he was hurt for basically his first two entire seasons, and then missed a lot of his third. Uh, but he spent a lot of time being hilarious. Like mm-hmm. he, he got addicted to Shirley temples, um, <laughs> because he was too young to drink. Uh, <laughs> he's like hit up. He had somebody 
he, he claimed that a famous pop star was going to go on a date with him if he was selected to the all-star team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, he always, he always tries to manufacture feuds with opposing centers that usually take place uh, in Instagram comments. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's just taken psychological warfare off the court. Yeah. Yeah, and like someone asked him about how he felt, like what his, he came back from an injury and they were like, how... How 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 back are you, Joel? And he said sixty nine percent back. Okay, uh, okay. And he yeah, speaks uh-huh, like four uh-huh. languages. Uh, yeah, just a, a delightful NBA figure. Okay. Um, but aggressive. Also, yeah, I, I guess there can be good trolls. This is not a bad troll. This is like a you know. I would fun, say I, it's it can go it can cross the line though too, a I little mean, bit. Look, Joey's a little harsher on this than me. I think a a a man who moves to the United States at like age fifteen to play basketball from Africa, I cut him a little more slack in the humor department than Joey does. <laughs> Joey's <laughs> like, this guy is out of control. <laughs> That's but, a lot. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a little bit. It's this guy sucks at South Park, about. and that's our fault. How's that? Okay. Um, we did that. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, he famously will, like, uh, post pictures. The thing I think that is funny that he does a lot is on Instagram, he'll post a picture of himself dunking on someone and uh, mark the location as CSI Miami. (laughs) 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 Okay, all right. So he's a sixer. And is you this that's he's on a team of guys like him a bunch of there's a a team of cuties playing a team of trolls kinda so their next guy their next star is um this man named uh Ben Simmons he's Australian uh he dates uh Kylie Jenner Ugh, okay uh, I'm so worried about him already he can't shoot threes and but is amazing at basketball and everything else but everyone just focuses on how he can't shoot threes and it kind of the the it kind of became a meme where people yell shoot a three you coward at him funny <laughs> <laughs> but rude um, he once scored zero points in a playoff game, and everyone was really mean to him online. They would, like, post photoshops of Wilt Chamberlain holding up the 100 piece of paper for when he scored 100 points with his face photoshopped on it, and it said zero. <laughs> <laughs> Again, funny but rude. Um, yeah, I would say Ben Simmons is um, interesting but boring. Right, Sean? Okay. Um, I don't, I think he's pretty interesting. He just plays basketball in a way that most other people do not, where he's like a tremendous passer and is like, yeah, disinterested in points. But also personality wise, he's a bit of a cipher. So he's a weird combination with Joel Embiid. It was very funny hearing him describe trying to get into Halloween after growing up in Australia, uh, (laughs) where he's just like, I don't know, like what are we doing here? And like <laughs> wore a costume to a Halloween party that was just sitting around people's house and was just like, <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> also, uh, basically zero Australian accent. Yeah. Um, Is that on purpose? Is he trying to be an actor? 
like all the other Australians? No, this guy is. I do wish he had that foreign <laughs> accent American, like Cumberbatch voice. We're just like. <laughs> We played a good game today. <laughs> uh, the other key player, I would say, for the Sixers is a man, is a man named Al Horford, mm-hmm. who is an, is it now? Uh huh. He's an aging veteran, but he's mainly famous for being a very good at basketball, but also extremely handsome. Right, Sean? He is very handsome. His father played in the NBA. Uh, his father was like I think one of the very first Dominican players in the NBA, but he is he is just beautiful. Very good player, beautiful. Sister uh, incredibly active on Twitter, but people defending him. Yeah, yeah it, she's constantly his sister is constantly fighting pe- with people on Twitter who talk shit about him. And then they're <laughs> like, "Oh, you need your wife to defend you." And then she'll be like, "I'm not his wife, I'm his sister." All the time. <laughs> Which doesn't help in the bullying no, department. No, no. no, it's 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 worse actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're these are both like two pretty good teams, and they um, they oh they didn't actually play last year in the playoffs. No, the right? Raptors beat them both. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're they they probably both have ambitions to meet in the Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, I would say. Okay. So this is a serious good game. I would say this is maybe the best game we're going to see. Right? I think it's the best game. That's the one I, I am looking... You know, I'm looking forward to it a little more, but there probably is... Probably our fourth game is the biggest deal, mm-hmm. right? All right, let's go to our next game, though, and let's blow through this one pretty fast, yeah. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> right, our next game is the Rockets, the Houston Rockets versus the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Oh, okay. N- now that ca- sounds familiar. Now, Caitlin, I want to ask you a question. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you think the Warriors are doing this season? It seems like not that good, right? Yeah, they're the they're worst not, they're team in the NBA. Oh, that hurts. They're That's literally sad. the worst team in the NBA right now. Those poor uh, kids. <laughs> and they, they just moved from Oakland uh-huh. to their... Uh-huh. To their 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 fifty year old arena that was kind of falling apart to a a brand new billion dollar palace in uh, by UCSF in San Francisco. Really, uh, mm-hmm. and they've been terrible from the jump. Yeah, what did what did they lose the first <laughs> game by? Like thirty something, points. forty points, uh, I think. Forty points. <laughs> uh, Clay Thompson was hurt in the last game of the NBA Finals. Kevin Durant was hurt the game before, and then he left for the Brooklyn Nets. And then Steph Curry broke his hand when an Australian oaf fell on him in, mm-hmm. like, the fifth game of the season? Fourth game Might have been season? third, dude. <laughs> oh! Yeah. So they I mean, are... he broke his hand, which makes me sad. I like, mm-hmm. he seems uh-huh. like a, a fun guy. Uh, uh, and that seems like a terrible injury for a player to sustain. Well, it's his non-shooting hand, so. But it's it's just crazy that it that he has a broken hand, and sometimes when you break your hand in the NBA, you're out for like three weeks, and sometimes you're out for five months. Yeah, <laughs> Which seems to be the case. Uh, so now it seems like the Warriors are intentionally trying to be as bad as possible in order to get uh, the highest draft pick possible mm-hmm. this summer. Is that uh, frustrating for fans, or do you understand? No, it's hilarious uh, and good. I like it. It's great. Because the Warriors also, uh, in their new palace, they have these incredibly expensive luxury suites. Yeah, that let's come tell with, like, Caitlin about the yeah. suites. So, so as you're, you, you, 
are familiar with San Francisco in the dot com. Uh, er- Why am I saying dot com era? Because <laughs> they would. So accurate. Ninety eight. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's very similar to stories we have seen with like Webvan, uh, maybe Zynga, where mm-hmm. you're like, have, have you ever? Have you ever like? Oh, you've been to. What's what's like the fanciest tech company you've visited in San Francisco? Uh, I went to the Google campus and the Apple campus, so I've okay, been to yeah, both yeah. campuses. Yeah, uh, I've been to the San Francisco Google office and Amazon. Anyway, you oh get the it. Amazon like, offices in San Francisco itself were ridiculous. Yes, so, yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, all these doors open automatically, all these perks. So yeah, why the, is this coffee so bad though? That's yeah. the telltale. The why coffee is this and the food was so and why bad. Why is the there. coffee bad? Uh, the Google San Francisco campus has uh, really good food, however. I believe uh, that. That's really good. Uh, anyway, the uh, so they have, like, fancy food and, like, beer that's flown over from Bavaria. And mm-hmm. the, the, the highest price seats have these luxury suites attached uh, to them first that off, have, like... Under the court, they're not... They're not oh, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. kind of luxury suites you're thinking of. These are they're suites. Like they're not skyboxes. No, these are suites that come with courtside seats that yeah. are under the court and come with a butler uh-huh. and a wine cellar. Yeah. And are oh, half a million dollars a year. Which honestly, then they then they have like twelve TVs. Does a little homeless prevent prevention robot come and like sweep the area? Basically, first? because the other thing is, is you can go there twenty four hours a day whenever you want, and you can so, sleep there if you wanted. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man, think they honestly, would stop half here. a million dollars for for like a year's and access a to property. And a butler. I would. That's and, not a bad investment. And courtside seats that you could sell. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, I, you can Airbnb that shit. You can turn that around pretty quick. Oh my god! Imagine if an Airbnb customer trashed a luxury suite at a one. You don't have to imagine. Give it three months and look, <laughs> scroll through like SF Airbnbs. You're gonna find it. So, so fans are incredibly upset. Oh uh, sure. Especially, especially like the normal people who got season tickets, and they were like, "Look, you gotta." Put down this $25,000 deposit to buy your seats. And now, like, I'm going to be looking into the secondary ticket market um, over the break. And I feel like uh, I'll be able to watch some terrible basketball at a discounted price. Yeah, I bet you will. Yeah, it rules. That makes me so happy. Uh, Any team leaving Oakland makes me very sad. I like Oakland and I feel like, you know, any city that, like... Where it's not easy to be, where it's not easy to be a city, it just mm-hmm. deserves good, fun sports. Yeah. It's a shame that those stadiums, like, suck away all their civic resources. That shouldn't happen. But, like, you deserve good sports. You yep. deserve to wear hats everybody smiles at. You deserve parades around your lakes. You deserve, like, just a little joy from people trying hard. And San Francisco needs none of that. Oakland needs every sip of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, uh-huh, suck it, half-million-dollar seats. Suck it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's basically all we need to talk about with the Warriors. Uh, Uh, they're losing on purpose. Uh, the Rockets, on the other hand, uh, like we said before, they can, they, uh, uh, literally tried to call the manager on a game earlier this year. (laughs) 
they, yeah, they, they, they definitely are asking about your supervisor. Uh, they're, they're filming people making too much noise in the park. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're sending back an order Oof. for being slightly wrong and then trying to get three apps. And as a result, um, they're like the most, there's a King of the Hill episode where Bobby begins playing baseball mm-hmm. and he, he tells his dad a walk's as good as a hit Oof. and his, his stunned father says, don't play lawyer ball, Bobby. Ah. <laughs> That's what the that's what the Rockets do. They play lawyer ball. Yeah, they all, they they just try to get fouls called on the other team. They try to. It's all like trickery, really like literal reading of the rules. Um, to the point where their best player, a man named James Harden, is putting up yes. um, historical numbers, like numbers better than Michael Jordan, but. Uh, yeah, There's, he's asking like a thirty-eight points a game or something. They're so um, the way he does it is so infuriating to fans because <laughs> it's solely based on like uh, doing things that look like yeah. travels but aren't travels and uh, tricking people into fouling him. That it makes people mad instead of joyful. I would say. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like like he's dominating and everyone is furious about it and finds it unwatchable. Including his own the fans of his team watching the game. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it also always does not work in the playoffs because the referees are like, Hey, we can't we can't have this while everybody's watching. Stop doing this. So yeah, I w- like <laughs> I would say two PM, this is when you take your nap. Yeah. Uh, you you don't even bother with Rockets Warriors. The Rockets this are going to win by like 70 points. Well, and, and it's uh, also going to be a five-hour game and be unwatchable. Well, it's that also, is hilarious. Because the Warriors have beaten the Rockets four out of the last five years in the playoffs, the players have something at stake and their yes. fans have something at stake. But the Warriors are basically playing a bunch of guys who should be in the developmental league and are trying to lose, so it's not even a satisfying victory. Right, because which is so rude. And all the <laughs> old players are, like, gone. So it's like, yeah, we're going to get revenge on a bunch of guys that were on the Sacramento Kings last year. <laughs> They'll be on the Sacramento Kings next year. But for now... Revenge! It, it honestly kind of feels like the Warriors are being dicks. By everybody being hurt. Yeah, because everyone like wanted this- them to wanted to see them finally lose now that Kevin Durant is gone. But with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry hurt, and Draymond Green, who's also been hurt, but also kind of not trying when he does play, and then kind of there, uh, it makes the people who hate them even more furious because they're like, this isn't even fun to watch them lose. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, because it's a bunch of imposters wearing <laughs> Golden State jerseys. Um, yeah, That's it, it's good and funny and cool. All right, uh, let's move to 5 p.m. It's uh, usually when people are sitting down for dinner. And guess what? Sure. Over dinner, you can watch the Los Angeles Clippers play the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, that does sound a little bit exciting. I will admit the one basketball-related thing I did this year was listen to the 30 for 30 podcast about the Clippers, or I should say Mm. about Donald Sterling. 
which was pretty great. And uh, like every team I listened to a 30 for 30 about, I now love the Clippers. And I'm, right. all <laughs> I'm apparently a big fan of the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Who knew? I forget what their like nickname was, but I watched it that 30 for 30 at like 2 a.m. in a hotel room. And I'm like, I'm buying a jersey. <laughs> they are. They are, in fact, the bad boys. Oh, OK, good. See? Yeah. Um, let's start with the Lakers, though. Um, so, as you know, we went over it last year. Last year, LeBron James, uh, signed with the Lakers, and it was a huge deal, but they were terrible. Uh Uh-huh. So, what LeBron James did is, uh, so an interesting thing about LeBron James you might not know, Caitlin, is, uh, he actually owns an agency, (laughs) That that run that signs other basketball players called Clutch. Uh, his Adore best friend, yeah, his best friend from high school is the head agent. LeBron is just supposedly not involved. Yeah, uh, titular. Yeah, but uh, one of the ten best players in basketball, Anthony Davis, he has a unibrow. Uh-huh. He played in New Orleans. I honor anyone with a unibrow. That's mm-hmm. family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a clutch client. Uh, he was one of LeBron James's clients. Uh-huh. And um, guess what? He demanded a trade this summer saying he would only go to the Lakers. Ah, so okay, uh, like LeBron James uh, really did some uh, fucking little finger Game of Thrones shit and uh, got one of the best players in the NBA to come to the Lakers with him, and now they are the best team in the Western Conference again. <laughs> I just can't, I mean, like, LeBron is such a broader figure that, like, I hope he transforms basketball into his image. I mean, like, that's that kind of what he's doing. kind of doing that, yeah. That's great. Isn't that good? Because wait like, until we explain what the Clippers guys did. Uh, oh, no, what did they do? No, we'll, we'll get because, there. Okay. So LeBron is sort of famous for he started in Cleveland. He mm-hmm. then departed. He intentionally signed a shorter contract extension than he could right. have, like left money on the table uh, to go play with two of his friends in Miami. In Miami, right? Uh, and that worked and, out, right? And they then won. that team got old, and he went back to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then engineered a trade where they traded the first pick in the draft for an all-star in Minnesota and then went to the finals four years in a row and won a title. And then that team got old and he jumped to LA (laughs) where he has also been producing a lot of, um, almost phenomenally unsuccessful television shows. (laughs) An inexplicable game show called the wall hosted by Chris Hardwick. Uh Uh, and then an even, more difficult to understand game called Million Dollar Mile, mm-hmm. which is like kind of like a race and kind of like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. And I think they <laughs> film it on Wilshire Boulevard at like <laughs> in the morning. Said <laughs> by um, Tim Tebow, notably, yeah, notably Christian Virgin <laughs> college star in NFL washout Tim Tebow. Um, anyway, all of his ventures are really weird. He tried to copyright the term Taco Tuesday this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) It's so easy to listen to the wrong people in this town. No, he thinks he invented Taco Tuesday. I guarantee it. But, Um, uh, (laughs) but, but, however, um, the 
Anthony Davis is extremely good. LeBron's been very good this year. Uh, and, you know, it, it probably helped LeBron. that He he got hurt on the Christmas game last year mm-hmm. and kind of shut it down early. And because he had been to the finals eight years in a row, <laughs> it probably really helped him that he could actually have like six like months off. Months off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, like, like a little, the wear on his body is a little better. But yeah, the Lakers have been very, very good this year. Um, now LeBron, you saying him put, you want him to put his mark on the league. Uh, LeBron definitely did that because remember how we were talking about all the players changing teams this summer? Mm -hmm. That's all LeBron because basically what LeBron proved with the Miami move is that he actually has all the power over the owners. Which, Uh, yeah. And he's in charge. And Good. that came to its fullest uh, destiny fulfilled it with the Clippers this summer, I would say. So yeah, remember Kawhi Leonard from the Raptors? <laughs> uh, he was the Raptors' best player. So he was a player in San Antonio. He didn't like what was going on in San Antonio anymore. So he sat out an entire year, then demanded okay. a trade. Uh, Said he would only go to the Lakers, Clippers, or what was the third team? Do you remember, Sean? Uh, I mean, he wanted to go to Los Angeles. Yeah. Basically. He might have had a third team. I don't know. He had some fake third team. It was like the Sixers or something. Anyway, uh, he's from Los Angeles. That's the ostensible excuse, but yeah. Right. But so, anyway, he, he's deter- he was choosing his own adventure. So, yeah, sure. then what happened was... Because, remember Masayu Ujiri, the Raptors GM, we talked about him. Because he's the only guy with any guts in the NBA. He was like, I don't care that Kawhi Leonard says he won't re-sign here. I'm going to trade for him for a year anyway and then try and convince him to stay. They win a championship. He's incredible. But he wins finals MVP. He wins finals MVP. He has like... uh, one of the great playoff runs of all time. He hits one of the most amazing shots in NBA history to beat the Sixers. Uh, and then he leaves to go to the Clippers anyway. <laughs> but after, after demanding that the, the Raptors, he was like, I'll stay if you trade for this other guy. Right. Well, that's what he which, did to the Clippers. Also, but too. that also sounded like a bluff. Right. Uh, Anyway, it's it's somewhat, I would say before LeBron, it would have been pretty unprecedented to leave a finals, a team mm-hmm. that just won the championship. Sure. But, but I would say that LeBron normalized it to a degree for, you know, leaving a team that had won two out of the last three championships and lost in the finals. Like, anyway. Well, uh, and to talk about... Uh, the thing where LeBron builds the team anyway. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, the Clippers were so desperate to get him. They literally hired a guy to follow him around all year and wear a Clippers polo and just be like, hey, we're still watching you while he was in Toronto. Yeah. How um, stoked is that guy? That was just an Uber yeah. driver who like, <laughs> responded to some online ad. So, the, so Kawhi Leonard... Said, I'm only your team isn't good enough. I really want to sign here, but I'm not going to sign here unless you trade for this specific guy uh-huh. who is named Paul George, who just signed a big contract with Oklahoma 
and was not available. Yeah, was not available via trade unless the Clippers really gave up, like literally the most anyone has ever traded for a player in the history of the NBA. And they well, did as, it. As via that podcast, didn't they just get sold for more team more money than any team has ever been sold for in the NBA? Yes. Didn't the Clippers sell for two billion dollars and the last yeah. sale was for like half a billion dollars? Well, and to get but to get Kawhi Leonard, uh they basically had to sell their future to get this guy Paul George to pair them up. Uh, so, so they funny. have no draft picks for the next like seven years. <laughs> uh, there's no, there's, they have like one or two young players, but their team's going to get very expensive very quickly. But uh, they're really good. Uh, yeah. The so, other thing that's the other thing that is fantastic about this is uh, the guy they traded for, Paul George, years ago used to date. Uh, the the daughter of his coach, Clippers coach Doc Rivers, and they broke up because Paul George got a stripper pregnant. Yeah, and now that's his coach, (laughs) and now that's his coach. She is now married to Steph Curry's little brother. Yeah, Uh (laughs) that's hilarious. Um, Whoops! Yeah, Yeah. I delivered food to her one time. (laughs) Did she tip? Uh, yeah, of course. Name names. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uncomfortable, man. And these uh, are the. Do you ever t- think he has to do like some kind of drill, and he just knows in the back of his head it's because he got that lady pregnant? No, because that's the thing. Is like the only reason Kawhi Leonard is there is because he's there, so he actually has more power than Doc Rivers. <laughs> So silly. <laughs> even though, Do- yeah, Doc's been there for like eight years. He might even have a- been through kind of a lot with the team, uh-huh. right? Again, yeah. this is yeah. the one yeah. team I have any background on because of that one podcast that mm-hmm. is with this American Life of Sports. The so, only yeah. problem, as I gotta- insufferable as this knowledge is, it does seem like Doc Rivers has gotten kind of a raw deal and deserves a bit of a break. <laughs> the only thing I should tell you about that podcast, Caitlin, is. Uh, Shelly Sterling is also a horrible racist. Uh, oh, yeah. No, there's yeah. no doubt. And they were together the whole time. They just spent and, that $2 million. $2 million. And, like, it's, that was, and like, it's... The way they just kind of hint at that con uh-huh. in a non-libelous way is so satisfying. Because, yeah, they, they are definitely fucking spending that money together. It's very weird that she's the hero of that podcast, though, from a narrative standpoint, because she is a terrible person. The only thing she's the hero of is, like, you know, an HBO style succession bullshit keeping your family together yeah. <laughs> like some very dated victorian notion of like marriage for love whatever do you mean marriage is for empire like yeah an empire of rat infested apartments it's miracle mile my neighborhood which is like dude i know there are roaches Sorry. um all right let's get to our final game which is terrible i would say uh, it's the New Orleans Pelicans. Speaking of Anthony Davis, who got traded there from the Lakers, uh, versus the Denver Nuggets. Uh, let's okay, start let's Pelicans. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Pelicans, um, it right in advance of tra- of trading Anthony Davis, uh, got lucky and won the draft lottery, which means they got the first pick in the draft, which meant they got this generational transcendent player 
named Zion Williamson. Yes, who, who even I have seen and am aware of. And oh my, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, he just seems like he's the strongest man in the world. Yeah, yeah he and, seems like something like a higher order. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, this Look, is, uh, uh, yeah. He's yeah. like the closest thing humanity has ever created, uh, like, gotten to being act- an actual superhero. And, <laughs> and what, what appears to be happening with him is that he is so strong and explosive that his still human joints mm-hmm. didn't get the super soldier serum. Yeah. Is so, he also like, like 15 and still growing? I feel like that kid has one more spurt left. Like he just got here, as in he well, is a newborn, right? He's like 6'7", right, Joey? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he yeah. is not. Really, he is? Yeah, and for some reason in my head, because of his body structure, he's like six four. But of course, of course, he's six seven. Well, and he's officially listed as the second heaviest player in the NBA. Again, an NBA where there are players who stand seven six, seven mm-hmm. four. Yeah. <laughs> and it appears that his body just generates so much torque from his amazing muscles right. and average reflexes that occasionally his joints just can't handle it. Like, yeah. like at a college game last year, he got hurt uh, because his body was so strong, it exploded his shoe. His shoe. Because he yeah, I saw the quickly. shoe explosion. Uh, and so that seemingly happened to his meniscus this year, and at the at, like right before the season began, so he has not played at all. Yeah, uh, NBA, however, bet very big on their national TV schedule being centered around the most exciting rookie and also the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. So there have been a lot of nationally televised games featuring the Warriors losing by thirty points and featuring the New Orleans Pelicans not having the one guy that everyone wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, New Orleans Pelicans, not a dedicated national fan base. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is so, a, so sorry guys. So there are, we're, and they commit, like they make the national TV schedule fairly inflexible. Like there are, there are nights where there's just two games on Thursday nights and they're all on national TV and the Pelicans are on a lot of them. And so there's just been a lot of terrible games. And this is going to be one of them. The, the Pelicans have, have a bad record. And they, this week, have basically announced that everyone on the team is on the trading block except for Zion, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably not going to trade the guys they drafted this year. But everyone else could be traded at any point. Yeah. Uh, so, so, like, there's definitely a certain ennui with the team where many, many players don't believe that they have a future beyond like February. Mm-hmm. In not, not a fun. Yeah. You're so, if you only have till February in new Orleans, you are probably enjoying new Orleans more than the basketball. Yes. Yeah. I cannot blame you. There's traditionally a severe home court advantage in both Miami and new Orleans. Especially by virtue of being in those cities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, you get the Miami flu is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh. now actually, I think hurting the Pelicans own players who are just like, especially veterans that have their contracts are up at the end of the year that 
are often being benched, it's like, what's the point? Right. Right. If I play well, they're not going to play me. So I'm going to take this cemetery tour three hours before. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see if I can sneak into Nick Cage's house. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Doing shots with Dr. John. This is after basketball. If you need something to watch, I just have to throw this out there because you said Nick Cage and it made me feel so good. Uh, I I watched Raising Arizona last night and Mm -hmm. it like, those early shots of like Nick Cage and Holly Hunter together are so good. And it's like, man, they were so young. This was before so much happened. I felt wistful and kind of nostalgic. And then I stopped myself and was like, hang on. If you put Nick Cage in this role right now, he would give you this performance. And that's what I love about Nick Cage for every pile of trash movie he's in. He's fucking brilliant at what he does. And he's never like pulled back on the throttle. Uh, you know what's you need- funny about that? I s- recently saw him talking about that performance, and he said that his main um, inspiration for that performance was Woody Woodpecker. And Accurate. A thousand percent, And the yes. hair, that was not wardrobe doing that. That was him. He was trying to get Woody Woodpecker's hair, so before the... Before they'd roll the cameras, he'd static electricity his own hair. That so makes it would me so stick happy. Up. Well, isn't that why they have? And now he'd have to buy a hairpiece, but I love him because he would. Well, it's it's like amazing that he's that aggressive about his hair, having been balding at like fifteen, right? Yes. I mean, it's uh, there's maybe I've watched some of Samuel L. Jackson's master class on acting, and he definitely talks about his hairstylist, who's like been with him for much of his career, and just like the fun part about not having hair is that you can have whatever hair you want, <laughs> and he'll just like he works really closely to create the look of his character's hair because he gets to. It's he is not limited by anything, and anyone's it's the best. All right, uh, let's talk about the Denver Nuggets. Caitlin, I think you would love the Denver Nuggets. Um, So their best player is this man named Nikola Jokic, who, remember how we were saying Zion is, like, the closest thing to human beings have come to, like, superhero or god? Uh, (laughs) Nikola Jokic is the exact opposite. He looks like if a... um, dumpy stand-up comic was incredible at basketball. I feel like there's at least one that just never got drafted or that we don't know about, <laughs> who's like a beast on the court. But yes, okay. But this guy... Basically, he looks like, um, you know, Andres Debouchet? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that that genius guy who worked for Conan? Yes. Yeah. If he was like, like, imagine Andres being seven feet tall. Yeah. Okay. But uh, just like... Like, not a bad body, strong, you know, but but not what you would think. But, and also, know? I would say he actually plays basketball the way Andres does stand-up, because it's <laughs> unlike the way anyone's ever played basketball before in their entire... Like, he oh, does things that are from, almost yeah. confusing to watch, <laughs> uh, because he's a center <laughs> who is the slowest man in the NBA... But also throws incredible behind-the-back passes to people, like, all the way across the court that no one on Earth would have seen. Uh-huh. Um, he shoots threes, but doesn't... He never jumps. He, like, does not jump 
at all in the entire game. He's incredible and weird, and you'd love him. That's all I'm yeah. trying to say. Just like, <laughs> I'm yeah, into that. You'll be surprised by his shots because you're like, wait, he just threw the ball from the like his hand was outstretched and he just flipped it in sideways from eight feet away. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, um, and and also he was he was also like, uh, it was almost like everybody on Twitter was a member of the Miami Heat organization because mm-hmm. he started getting severely body shamed for his body. It's like. <laughs> Leave him alone, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, leave our beautiful Serbian <laughs> beefcake alone. I will just never understand the couch sports washer that's like critical of any athlete's body. <laughs> it's like until you can do that workout, just hush, just hush. Like I don't know, that guy could. I don't. It's like, okay. Do a push-up competition with yeah. that dude. Go for it. Jump how, on it. How are you not enjoying? A dumpy basketball player. Like, it's not even like his own fans were like, right. he could be so much better. It's just like <laughs> people who are offended by the visuals. And mean, meanwhile, he's <laughs> scoring like 25 points a game and like not really breaking a sweat because he might just have a weird glandular system. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he had like extra toes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still like, he's like a big old ballerina out there. I love him. Um, also he, in a, in a league that cares so much about fashion now, he is the opposite. He wears like sweatpants and baggy shitty t-shirts. Last, uh, last week he wore a novelty t-shirt to a game that was ill-fitting that said, I paused my game to be here. <laughs> Oh, that makes me very happy. That I'm feeling that. As a person who's currently wearing a gray zip-up hoodie and a t-shirt from the old school Beauty and the Beast TV show that I found in an ex-boyfriend's apartment lobby, I'm in with this guy. Yeah, I've described him before as having big middle schooler energy. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, he also has two gigantic brothers who are like almost as big as him and look kind of the same, who apparently... Uh, drank the Nuggets coach under the table when he came to visit Serbia. Uh, I he mean, also, of course. Oh, he, he owns a racehorse. <laughs> yeah, he owns a racehorse, and uh, the coach got in trouble for riding his racehorse too fast. <laughs> the coach got in trouble? The coach yeah. got in trouble. Because Jokic coach, was just like, don't do that to horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was also part of the best um, in-game. So if you watch NBA on League Pass, one of the best things is that they don't have commercials. So they just show you like the stadium promotions yeah, that they, they show have. Yeah, what's going on on the Jumbotron. And there was... Oh, that's great. The Nuggets have a hilarious Spa- reserve from Spain who is this very goofy guy named Juancho Hernan Gomez. Um he missed a lot of time last season because he had mono. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> sorry. again. Sorry, again. sorry. That is, that's not funny, but like. <laughs> he, has, he has like big college sophomore energy. Yeah. No, <laughs> that <laughs> is big middle school energy. I guess that is college sophomore energy. Yeah, he you got, drank somebody's like Coke Zero that you shouldn't Yeah. And he got like, like while he was out, he got a, like a full sleeve of tattoos. And people yep. were like, that looks weird because you have a goatee that you can't grow. Um, anyway, there was a promotion where they were blindfolded and had to eat different foods. And it was glorious. Just these two euros being like, what is this? Oh, what are these foods? Oh, it's soft. I think it's jello. And, 
<laughs> oh man. Uh, anyway, the Nuggets are gonna stomp the shit out of the Pelicans because they're really good. Be, it's like the this is the perfect game. I honestly think the last game of the day shouldn't really be too good. It should be like because if it's too exciting, it's gonna wake up a napping family member. You know, like <laughs> the Irish coffee too hard was up late wrapping presents. You just want like a goofball. You know, giant, giant doughboy out there throwing crazy passes while you, you like snooze your way, catnap through the first half for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. A predictable game, a steady, netty game. Yeah. Like kind of fun to have in the background. Oh, the other thing I should But not going to rile up your uncle. Yeah. And that okay. Lakers Clippers game is the premium game, but it's good that it's on during dinner time because it has the worst announcers in the NBA, and that's a wonderful <laughs> excuse to just mute it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is a nice trick. Yeah, okay. That's funny. Um, Do they know they're the worst announcers? No. Is, is that universal? Themselves. What was that, Sean? You cut I out said a little bit. Oh, sorry. They, they're, they're very confident in their abilities. <laughs> they think they're the best. Yeah. And the network also thinks they're the best for some reason. Oh, isn't uh, that always the way? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our slate of Christmas Day games this year. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it is my pleasure as always. Uh, to all your listeners, uh, may I pray, wish you good tidings and cheer talking to those relatives that don't know anything about basketball. Um, um, which we game love you are and you? Hear you. Which game are you most intrigued into watching? Let's see. Uh, I feel like I. Uh, oh man, oddly that is. It, what was the first game? Sorry, do a top to bottom. Okay, Celtics Raptors. Yeah, right, 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 right. I'm mildly interested in that because I think it's cute, which is condescending. Uh-huh. But I acknowledge that, so I'll move on. What's then the next game? Bucks Sixers. Right, I was curious about that for some reason because it seemed a little down and dirty. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. so that's after gonna, that, that's gonna be like a slugfest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then Rockets Warriors, which we recommended sleeping right. through. Snooze through. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Clippers Lakers. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The Clippers, Lakers. Yeah, they're both they're both very good. Two of the three best teams in the league. Yeah, and then uh, Pelicans Nuggets. Uh, quite a slate. Should have been more of a big boy fest, but you know what are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Um, Caitlin, is there anything you'd like to plug? Like perhaps your album Major. I do have an album. That's what's different <laughs> from last year. It's called Major. Uh, it makes a great Christmas gift if you chose to get it on iTunes or even directly from my website or whatever. Uh, and you can give it to anyone. Um. It's clean. You can give it to a child. It's clean. As long as that child is already aware of the existence of lesbians and lesbian relationships, you'll have nothing to explain. <laughs> it's good uh, for it, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It'll save you that conversation. No, I'm, uh, I think it's funny, and I like it, and I hope that you like it, too. Are you performing over the holidays with any of the co-hosts of this podcast? Yes, as a matter of fact. Uh, I have the distinct privilege of performing through post-Christmas through New Year's with one uh, charming, distinguished co-host of, of Round Ball Rock. Mr. Me? Aww. Yes, Joey. <laughs> David Schilling. Oh, sorry, Sean, I meant to tell you. You got traded for Aww. another holiday. Man. No, it's going to be uh, a real hoot. So if you're in the Bay, come see, come see your, your Round Ball boy. And your Christmas Day girl. Um, that's great, Sean. Any other plugs? Um, I got uh, read my seven yard barker. I'm going to have a preview of these Christmas games, and I have a weirdly 
glowing piece about the Indiana Pacers, who I was very wrong about before the season. I, <laughs> I love them. Um, and then at, they're not a white anymore. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. <laughs> where November 29th, 2012, I tweeted, the fact that we can't call Christmas trees Christmas trees anymore is crazy. Nuts. I guess we can't. <laughs> I, I have no idea He's, what he's even talking about. Don't let me hear so either one of you <laughs> call them Christmas trees. Um, and, I'm in the middle of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> uh, Sean, did you write a song? I did. It's a Christmas song. Uh, great. Uh, that's playing probably right now, maybe a little later. Uh, uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Let's all have a great Christmas. Shoot that basketball at the hoop up there. Go, go. <laughs> I don't want a lot for Christmas. There's just one player I need. I don't care about the Latvians who practices misogyny. All I want is the best rookie, sweeter Jay than Santa's cookies. The owner makes me want to puke. All I want for Christmas is. Acquisitions. My guy scores a lot of points. I don't care about gore on drudges. I just want healthy ankle joints. I don't need a Christmas day game. No Mark Jackson or Mike Green. DeLon Wright won't make me happy unless he's with my young Slovene. I'm just burning a Yule log. Serving fruit bread and dried cod The sailboat's hitched to you Baby, all I want for Christmas is Luca Baby, I won't whine about free agents No one wants to play with us Mark Cuban can even do stand-up It won't be worse than Genie Bus I won't hassle him about treatment I know it's a lot of work I won't make him film a promo We've still got hundred star in dirt Cause I just want him on the court Even in those ugly shorts A jersey stink like tuna Baby, all I want for Christmas is Luca Baby, all the guys are shooting erratically from everywhere. They broke Milwaukee's win streak, and I don't even care. And everyone's rehabbing. Courtney Lee's a little crabby. Kyla, won't you bring in the guy who leaves the singing? Won't you take me? Off a minute's limit quickly I don't care about analytics P-E-R or R-P-M 
I just wanna see a slam dunk from my European friend. I want him off the injured list and maybe just a little kiss. I bet he tastes like hookah, baby. All I want for Christmas is hookah. All I want for Christmas is hookah, baby. All I want for Christmas is Luca, baby. All I want for Christmas is Luca, baby. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.